What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. And we're going to start off with some really, really exciting news that I have to share with you. We have officially hit 30K downloads on the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. I am so excited about this. I started this podcast back in 2021, and the podcast kind of struggled, to be very frank. It struggled a little bit to to get going. Um, But every single week, every single month, that number has grown and grown and grown of our overall total downloads, and we've hit 30K. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I know that there are a million podcast shows that you can't literally, like literally millions of podcast shows that you could listen to. So thank you for tuning in to mine. I appreciate you. And it was interesting Shortly after I announced my pregnancy, download numbers on the podcast increased big time. So first off, thank you for celebrating with me. And any good content creator will tell you that it's important to take notice of what your audience is really engaging with. And one of the topics that you guys have really shown me that you want to hear more of based upon these download numbers is my pregnancy journey. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a pregnancy update as well as my business plans to hit my goal of closing over $290,000 in my online coaching business before my sweet baby is born. We're going to break down that goal into the steps that I'm taking, and I'm going to share that with you today. So super excited. Hope that you have a pen and notepad ready so that you can be taking notes for your own business, and let's go. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part? You don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. 
as of the day that you are hearing this, which is Thursday, I am 16 weeks pregnant today. And we were able to find out the gender of our sweet baby Wilkie. And baby Wilkie is a girl, which is so, so exciting. And you can go see the gender reveal video on my Instagram. It was such a fun way that we did the reveal. Essentially, my husband and I got had on these like white t-shirts that we ordered on Amazon. And my soon-to-be sister-in-law uh, really put together this this colored water and it was it was obviously the color pink and she had filled up these little water guns that we had gotten and everybody count or she counted down for us and then everybody like sprayed us with this pink water like all over the white shirts that we were wearing and both of our fathers were on either side of us and they had little confetti cannons and they shot off pink confetti in the air and it was just it was a highlight moment of my life. It was an absolute incredible experience. And again, you can go see that the video of that on my Instagram. Uh, we're so grateful for the this pregnancy. And whether it had been a boy or a girl, like we would have been happy either way. We were super surprised because there was a lot of us that really just thought that our first baby would be a boy. It, it was, I don't know, we, we just really thought that like first, first baby Wilkie would be a boy. And so when we saw that baby Wilkie was a girl, like we were so surprised, excited, but so surprised. And anyway, all, all you can totally see that excitement and that surprise in the video and go check it out on my Instagram at cami.wilkie down in the show notes. But we could not be more thrilled. We do have her full name picked out. We're going to wait to share what her full name is um, on social media and the podcast until after she's born, but she is due on my birthday, April 14th. Like how good is the Lord um, of all the days of the year? Like there's like a one in 365 chance that she would be born on my birthday. And who knows what actual day she'll she'll join us, but the due date um, is like April 13th, April 14th. It's kind of, it, depending on how you calculate it, it's like one of the, those two days. And, and my birthday is on the 14th. So I feel extra special. So with that being said, with her with her due date of April 14th, I have 24 weeks left of my pregnancy. And so I want to share with you a little bit of like what I've been feeling, what I've been experiencing up to this point in pregnancy. And just really kind of get into the nitty gritty with you. So I found out that I was pregnant a few days before that four week mark. And I felt fantastic from weeks four through six, like so good. And I remember saying, I, I was like eating my words later, but I remember saying, man, like I, I, I don't feel sick. I'm like, I honestly kind of want to feel sick because then like maybe I'll actually like feel pregnant. Like, you know, in the beginning of a pregnancy when it, everything is so new and like you haven't started gaining weight yet and you you really don't have too many symptoms yet and it, it's like man like I know that I'm pregnant but like I just don't really feel that pregnant that's how I felt for the first couple weeks and then the nausea set in uh, the nausea set in strong at week six and I had morning sickness for about nine weeks and my cousin she was joking. She's like, I don't know why they call it morning sickness because it's not just in the morning. And that is so true. I had sickness like all day long. And like it wasn't like I was constantly throwing up. That that thankfully that that was not my experience. But I felt sick constantly. And there were a couple times um more than okay. More than like one or two. Um there were 
multiple occasions in which I did throw up, but uh, we are finally out of the morning sickness woods nine weeks later. And I would say that I feel about 90% back to normal from a nausea standpoint. Obviously there's like other changes that I'm also noticing and I'll still have some like food aversions like a little bit. Um, but from a nausea perspective, I would say that I feel about 90% back to normal, praise the Lord. But I, I do know that, that, uh, and people told me, that the nausea is a sign of a healthy baby. So I really tried to stay grateful, even though I felt so icky. I really tried to stay grateful even when I was feeling really, really icky. So cravings. Let's go down this rabbit hole. I have been craving carbs, carbs, and more carbs, which is interesting. My mom, when she was pregnant with me, she had a really intense craving for carbs. And that is what she said was like one of the the things that she made her suspect that our baby was a girl prior to any of us knowing is because I was having such similar cravings than she had. Actually, though, my grandpa was the very first person to guess our baby's gender. I told my family it was actually I was four weeks pregnant the exact day that I told my family. I had Lucas and I had known for two, two days prior, but I shared with my parents, my siblings, and um, my grandpa that I was pregnant exactly at four weeks. And the very next day, my grandpa had me come pick him up and take him to the store where he bought our baby. We didn't know it was a girl at that point. He bought a little girl outfit. And he said that he was on the phone with my mom. And he's like, I I just never even considered that it'd be anything other than a girl. (laughs) So it's, it's just so funny that like grandpa was the very first one to guess it correctly. Like I, we, we all really thought this was going to be a boy. And so anyway, so fun, such a beautiful memory. And, uh, but yeah, I am craving carbs galore and I, I'm really trying to eat as balanced and nutrient dense as possible. But at the end of the day, my body wants what my body wants and what my body wants is carbs right now. Um, okay, moving on. I wrote, I wrote down a couple more things, and then we're going to get into the business plans and the goals of uh, the, the strategicness, essentially, that I'm putting in place to hit my goal of over 290K close between now and when our daughter is born. So, um, okay, let's let's start with the exercise. So I started off in my pregnancy, like, exercising, I would say, pretty well, and that probably stemmed from the fact that I didn't start to feel sick until week six. So in the very beginning, I I would say that I was pretty consistent with my workouts. And then when the nausea hit, I was very quickly humbled. But now I'm back to three workouts per week. I'm following a 40-week pregnancy workout program with a goal of three strength training workouts per week and then three long walks per week. So um, I'm just kind of switching it up a little bit. You know, I try to do, my, my intention is to do like a lift day, a walk day, a lift day, a walk day, a lift day, a walk day, and then rest on day seven. Um, that's the, the, the game plan. I'll tell you that right now. It's been hard to follow that, but that's the game plan. Um, sleeping. I sleep so much. <laughs> um my fatigue has has definitely improved, but I still probably sleep around nine to 10 hours per night. And I could easily sleep more when my alarm goes off in the morning. 
but at some point, you know, you just got to get force yourself to get out of bed. But yeah, I'm probably sleeping around nine to 10 hours per night. And last but not least, actually, he is the most, uh, Lucas, totally my knight in shining armor. He has been incredible. This entire, just this entire journey of, you know, experiencing infertility and he's just been like my rock, my support system this whole time. And and has continued to be my rock in pregnancy. Um, he cooks for me. He helps me so much around the house. He's always making sure that I'm comfortable. And I, it's just so sweet to like see him step into that role of father and and wrap his mind around having a daughter. Like if you don't know, uh, Lucas is one of two boys in his family, and on his side of the family, there's a lot of boys. There's just, there are some girls, but there's just not very many girls in the family. And uh, so it's very boy heavy. And so it's so fun to like watch the family, like, like totally with excitement, like welcome in this little girl. And I cannot wait to see Lucas with our sweet little girl. So thanks for letting me share my pregnancy update with you. And now for the business side of things. Like I told you, as the as of the day that you're hearing this, I am 16 weeks pregnant, which means I have 24 weeks left until Miss Ma'am makes her arrival. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with telling you the financial goal number down to like the dollar. And then I'm going to reverse engineer how I am strategically planning to hit that goal. And I'll start off by saying that this is a goal. This is not something that is guaranteed. I could fall completely flat on hitting this number. I could exceed this number. The Lord's will is going to be done. Um, but but this is the game plan that I have, and I'm excited to share it with you here. So my goal between now and when our daughter is born is to close $293,580 in my online coaching business. So just over 290K in about six months of time, okay? That's a hefty goal, hefty, hefty goal, okay? But the numbers are adding up. And so let me kind of break down those numbers for you. So, so here's my game plan. I have boiled it down into seven steps. Now, steps one and two for me are already done and and step three is in the process of being done but let's just go ahead and break this down for you and this is where if you are a note taker and you're in a season of scaling in your business or if you just want to jot some notes down for when you're in the season of scaling your business i would do that now so step one which for me is already completed is i created a high ticket coaching program that solves a really big, a really painful, and really in-demand problem. And that coaching program is called High Ticket Powerhouse. Now, High Ticket Powerhouse is a program that has all has been continuously being revised. It actually started off as my one-on-one coaching program, which is how I recommend coaches do it. I recommend that coaches start with a one-on-one coaching program for so many reasons. We won't go into that right now. And then once that program is fine-tuned and and you're getting really great results and you have what I call closed all the holes in the bucket and you've really revised that framework, then at that point you can scale by putting that one-on-one group, excuse me, that one-on-one coaching program into a group, okay, where you can serve more people at once. And then with that group program, that's really how you can scale your business. So I created that high ticket coaching program. I ran it 
as a one-on-one program for a while, really fine-tuned it, and then I turned it into a group program, which you guys know today as High Ticket Powerhouse. High Ticket Powerhouse started for the very, the very first round started in January of 2023 at the beginning of this year. I'm not sure if you've been around for that long, but if you have been, thank you. And you've probably been hearing me talk about Powerhouse for like 10 months at this point. Honestly, maybe longer because I've been talking about, I started talking about Powerhouse back in 2022. Anyway, started the first round started in January, 2023. The second round started in June of 2023. And the third round started in September, okay? So for the first two rounds of Powerhouse, these were official start dates and end dates that it was a, it was a traditional group program okay it was it was a program that had a start date and an official end date and so I did that twice and again continued to revise and now that program is ready to run all year round and that is called evergreen it's from how evergreen trees are green all year round. And that's what an evergreen, that, that's how an evergreen coaching program got its name. It's a coaching program that runs all year round um, and students can enroll at any time. Okay. So Powerhouse has now been evolved into an evergreen coaching program that is open for enrollment all year round. Students can join whenever they're want, whenever they're ready. And it can also take on an unlimited amount of clients. Okay. So I strategically structured the program to be set up in a way where I was not capped at how many students that I could take on. So that was step one. I created that program fine-tuned that program, turned it into a group program, and eventually turned it into an evergreen group program. So that was step one, and that for me is checked off. Step two, which is currently checked off for me, is to drive traffic to that program. Um, I have created freebies, okay? Um, So I'm currently running my free webinar, the Get More Clients Code, Um, but prior to that, I, I ran a little bit of a different freebie Anyway, I digress. We could go into the details, but I'll save the details. Um, But it's a a free pre-recorded webinar that I'm currently running that runs on a 15-minute countdown, meaning every 15 minutes, the webinar starts over. And when you go onto that page, you see that countdown and that webinar will run every 15 minutes. And that's how I'm driving traffic to the program through this free pre-recorded webinar. And again, that webinar is created it is uploaded, it's running, and it's ready to go. So that's step two. It's already done. Um, people would call this a funnel, okay? And so my my program is created and my funnel is created. Now, step number three is one that it's not completed, but it is in the works. It's currently in progress. Starting this week, I will be running with with. And a consultant, I'll be running paid ads to that webinar funnel where my ideal client can watch the free webinar in exchange for their contact information, okay? That's what a freebie is. It is a free piece of resource that you give somebody in exchange for their contact information. And that's not my definition. That is a definition that came from Alex Hermosi, who is probably a name that you've heard in the online coaching space. He's one of the leading experts in the online space, but that's how he defines freebies, okay? You give somebody something for that for free that is of value in exchange for not money, but their contact information. So starting this week, like I said, um, I have been working with an ads consultant to start running paid ads 
to that webinar. Now, th those ads are not currently up and running, but they will be very, very soon. And what that's going to do is it's going to increase the traffic to the webinar. It's going to increase the amount of people who are able to get in front of that webinar. Okay. So that's number three. Step number four. Okay. The webinar itself is massively valuable. Okay. I, this, this webinar is not fluff. It's not, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> like, you know, like sometimes like maybe you download a freebie and I don't know, I can't say that I've experienced this, but like I can imagine that there have probably been times in which somebody would download something for free, expecting that it's like, like just super amazing, so valuable, all to find that it's just not, it doesn't really go that deep, right? That's not this webinar, okay? I go so deep in this webinar. It's about a 75 minute training and I go incredibly deep. I'll tell you what the webinar is about here in a moment. But this webinar is highly valuable, very, very deep in value. And it directs people after, at the very end of the webinar, it directs people to apply to my program, High Ticket Powerhouse. Now, Powerhouse has um, about a sales close rate of around 33%, okay? So roughly, if three people apply to Powerhouse, about one out of the three will jump in, okay? So in order to hit my goals, I need about 126 people to apply and book an interview call between now and our baby's due date. That's, I don't need 126 clients. That, that's not what I need. I just need 126 people to apply and book a call. Okay. Now with paid ads, bringing new traffic to that webinar every day, once of course the ads are turned on, this is anticipated to be very, very doable. Now, that would be harder for me to accomplish on my own. I have a relative, I have a small audience. Like I have like less than 2000 followers. And yes, I've closed over a quarter of a million dollars with a small audience, but the level of traffic traffic that I'm aiming for, I really do need ads to support that increased traffic. So that's where the ads are coming into place we're going to drive the ads to the webinar with a goal of getting 126 people to watch the webinar and actually take the action of applying and booking their interview call after the webinar. That is step number four. Okay. Now, step number five, some people who watch the webinar will apply on their own. They'll watch the webinar They'll like what they see. They'll want to apply to Powerhouse and they'll click the, the button after they watch the webinar and they'll, they'll go ahead and apply right there. Some people will do that on their own. Most people will not, okay? And that's something that I would tell you, if you were my student, I would tell you that to your face. I would say like, hey, you're gonna create a free resource and, and some people will go ahead and they'll just, they'll just take themselves through the entire client journey and one day you'll wake up and you'll have a sales call in the books, okay? Sometimes that will happen. A lot of times though, people need a little bit of a nudge in order to actually take the next step and apply and book an interview call. So what I have in place is for those people who do not book their interview call and apply on their own, okay? I have their contact information and an entire SOP document going through how to book appointments through DMs and through text messages. This is so, so valuable, <laughs> okay? And um, if you become a student inside of High Ticket Powerhouse 
And then you actually graduate from Powerhouse and go into my next program, which I just know that it's coming. That's where you would start to get information around like SOPs and like what does the script look like to get somebody who's opted into your free webinar onto a sales call, okay? Um, We go into it a little bit inside of High Ticket Powerhouse, but I have a more in-depth document that I'm currently using and uh, experimenting with myself. So that's step number five. Some people will apply on their own, but most won't. They need an extra nudge. They need somebody to kind of push them, not push them, but just like, nudge because people are busy, right? Like they, they'll watch a free webinar and, or, or they won't even watch the webinar. It'll just like sit there. And, um, I don't know. They just like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, I meant to do it. And like life just gets busy. So not push people, but like just talk to them and, and really see like, are they a candidate for this program? And do they have an interest in applying and booking a call? And if so, encouraging them to do so. So that's step number five. Step number six is this. Now, I have anticipated that I can take on about 10 sales calls per week on my calendar. I could probably take on more, but I would say at at the point of which I have 10 sales calls booked per week, something is soon going to need to change, okay? Once more than 10 sales calls are being booked per week through the webinar, through the ads, At that point, I'll then begin onboarding another high-ticket closer who will help me close students in High Ticket Powerhouse for a commission. Now, this is not something that you need to be thinking about if you're in a season of working towards closing 5K to 10K months. Um, If you are in a season ready to scale and you have tons and tons and tons of sales calls getting booked, okay? I'm not talking about like one or two sales calls booked a week. I'm talking about you have more sales calls booked than you yourself can individually take on. That is the point in which it would be wise to consider bringing on somebody else to help you close those sales, somebody who's trained in high-ticket sales strategies. I would refer to them as a high-ticket closer to help you close these calls. Because if I can only take on 10 a week, with two people, we could take on 20, okay? Um, and Or even more than that, okay? I'm just giving you some rough numbers. So that's step number six. I'm gonna be taking on um, like the first 10 um, that are getting booked consistently throughout the week. And then once we start getting more than 10 booked, that's when I'm gonna start onboarding another high-ticket closer. And lastly, step number seven, with a close rate of about 33%. I told you that about one in three who apply to High Ticket Powerhouse will end up joining. Okay, so we have about a 33% close rate. And I need 126 people to apply and book their interview call. That should roughly come out to be about 42 new students enrolled inside of High Ticket Powerhouse. And it should equate to about 293580 dollars signed. Okay. So friends, this is my step-by-step seven-step game plan. And I love reverse engineering sales goals into strategic steps. It's something that fires me up and it helps me 
take action in a much more simple way rather than just like waking up and thinking, man, what am I going to do today to hit my goals? This really gives me like a a roadmap to follow. Now, I want to emphasize that the strategy I just shared with you is a strategy for scaling. I want to make sure that it's super clear to you that scaling an online coaching business is much different than starting an online coaching business. Um, I was listening to Alex Hermosi's book, Hundred Million Dollar Offers, and uh, he 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 made a comment in the book talking about how like you don't just start a business off by scaling. Like you you have to have clients first. And so I want that to be something that that you just you truly understand that like if you're starting your coaching business and you're like, "Hey, I have like my first client through the door." That is incredible, okay? And we all started there. And and what I want you to focus on is continuing to build that foundation, get to a place where you are closing consistent 5k to 10k months. Your framework is ironed out and you have a wash, rinse and repeat like program that can help people get results. Once you're in a place where you are closing consistent 5K to 10K months, that's when you can start thinking about scaling. I would not recommend scaling until you are consistently closing between 5K and 10K months. Now, for those of you who are already closing consistent 5K to 10K months and you're ready to scale, then you can steal my strategy that I just walked you guys through, okay? I just walked you through seven steps. Feel free to take that strategy I shared, adjust it to fit your business, and run with it. Now, if you're somebody who is newer to your online coaching business, then what you're going to do is you're going to take a different approach, okay? You're going to take a different strategy to start closing those consistent 5K to 10K months, and then you can focus on scaling. So for those of you who are in a season of working towards consistent 5K to 10K closed months, I recorded an entire webinar training for you, walking you through my recommended strategy to get more high ticket clients through four steps, okay? That webinar is the webinar that I told you about today. It's called the Get More Clients Code, and you can get access to it right now down in the show notes. It is completely free. It's running every 15 minutes. It is about 75 minutes just jam-packed with value. Again, I go deep in this strategy, okay? This is not a fluff webinar. I go, I really share some in-depth value with you. So go down in the show notes, get access to the webinar, and watch it, okay? And I know that that sounds like, well, duh, Cammy, but, but no, no, really, like, watch the webinar, okay? Watch it, watch it as soon as you can, and take notes, okay? All right, friend, I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.